and on goes the fun-filled Christmas uh, season with us here at... Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Thursday Comics. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Number 11 of our... Number 11. This is getting hard to say now. (laughs) Yeah. Thursday Comics... The 12 Books of Christmas, number 11. Right on, there right we on. Go. That took me a second. <laughs> Jesus. With, with your host... Dennis Osborne and... His pal, his super pal, Wallace Ryan. So here we are again. I mean, it seems like only a day ago we did this. Right. So, uh, of course, as you all know, we're we're lashing out our 12 favorite books of uh, of 2020. As fucked up a year as it was, right? right? We still managed to get a couple of books. It still does deserve, you know, some loving, right? So, pretty much what we're doing, every day, we're counting down our 12 favorite books, number 12 to number 1. Number 1 should lodge on Christmas Eve. Yep. So, uh, so I mean, people get a little... I mean, I know they're they're doing without their their giant size for, yeah. for, for a week or so, but, you know, this this is kind of like giant size spread out. Spread, spread out like mayonnaise across, across 12 days. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So you, I went first last time. Oh my God! Is it my turn it to go is first? Your turn, so you can go right ahead and mention your number eleven. Oh my God! I feel I feel so uh, I feel so entitled and loved. And hang on a sec. Well, before, uh, of course we have to have a fitting introduction to it. So number eleven of my number eleven of my twelve favorite books of this year is. The Weird Western Tales Jonah Hex Omnibus. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, mainly because, well, it was mainly because I loved it. <laughs> and I read the whole damn thing from start, start to yeah. finish. Because a lot of those, to be quite honest, I'd read other Jonah Hex, but it'd been so long ago I'd forgotten it all. But it was kind of neat to read it again because it was just like, it was more the, for for Western comic too, it was, well, it was the 70s Western, so it was, was in the era of Little Big Horn and and uh, I mean Little Big Man the movie and and uh, and uh, Wounded Knee in the early seventies yeah. the, the the thing and people were beginning to realize that hey you know we killed a lot of Indians to take <laughs> over to take over this uh, this continent and and it just started to seep into the consciousness of, of, of us North uh, us European descendants and uh, so it's 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 like that it, it has. It isn't your typical cowboy, you know, your cowboys and Indians right. type of story. As a matter of fact, a lot of times uh, Jonah Hex stands up for for uh, the Indians in some things yeah. and, and even talks about, I think in one episode, there's this one uh, tribe that, that their wells have all been poisoned by some guy who's trying to make a grab for all their land and, and he... He don't seem to have much truck for for the white folk, uh, <laughs> Jonah Hex. He well, he hates everyone. You know that's that's one thing I like about Jonah. It's he, one of those books similar to a modern book like Marvel Max Punisher. Yes, he doesn't really have a, a rose gallery. Yeah, they're all one and done people. They yeah, normally die at the end. Yeah. And he goes on to the next and story. kill yeah and kill someone, and, which works for him because you know he's supposed to be like the killingest guy yeah. in the old west back then. You, you know. Because when they come into town, someone says something to him. There's a, always a scene in every couple of books of some young punk saying something to him, and some old guy saying, "Hey, don't you know who that is? That's Jonah Hex, the meanest, the meanest son of a bitch in <laughs> in the West, right? He, he just as soon shoot you, and, and, and he'd enjoy killing you, right? But uh, but yeah, so it was uh, 
Now, I'm, I've only read a couple of the the Jonah Hexes, like the Gray and Pomiati ones, yeah. but but I mean they were pretty good too, and they were gorgeous to look at. <clears throat> yeah, and um, and the Joe R. Lansdale ones from the nineties. Yeah. I mean that was the Two Gun Mojo. That great series, right? So I would imagine that the Palimati run will. Um, Eventually get collected. It better. Or, 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 you know, I'm going to go up to the, to the doors of DC, bang on it, and if they don't let me in or, or produce that, I'll pee on the garbage. So, our luck, we're going to get two series of hex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the art, too. The art was interesting because it was Tony Designiga, uh, right from the start for most of it. And, uh, they had another guy, Nobby. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember his full name, but the art was pretty good and ended off with a bit of uh, Garcia Lopez, yeah. who seemed kind of. I don't know if that if that really suited his, you know. His style is a little bit too crisp, clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, for western, western, he wanted more of a sketchy, a grittier. Artist, yeah. So yeah, and Desenega, I mean, he, I, I loved it. He's he was always one of my favorites, right? So now. Um, over to you. Hang on a sec. And Dennis's number 11 is... Hulk by Peter David, Volume 1. Whoa, get out of here. Okay, no, no, no. I, I, can, I can groove with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, Reason's one of my favorites. Well, I love Peter David. Oh, yeah. In general, anyway. I'd kiss Peter David if he was right there right now. But it is specifically the Todd McFarlane yes. Hulk issues. Yes. Uh, Grey Hulk, Mr. Fix-It, the Wolverine battle. Um, it's just his art suited Hulk so well. Yeah, and it's funny because that's the first place that I can remember mm-hmm. myself coming across yeah. McFarlane. And I even, even read it because I was a big Hulk fan anyway. And when I read it, I said, "Hey, this McFarlane kid, he 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 ain't bad, yeah. right? He, and he does a good Hulk. He he really does do a good Hulk. Because yeah. there are some people who can do Hulk, and there are some who can't. Uh, it, and and it does, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, the 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 highly skilled sometimes can. Because, like for instance, uh, uh, the although some of them I did Gil Kane, his earlier Hulk, I wasn't as big that he did the whole comics." Yeah. But some of the covers he did later were, were pretty good. But Sal Buscema did yeah, a great Hulk, right? The um, thing I found kind of funny with the book is you had Peter David, known for his long run, and his psychological Hulk, introducing the multiple personalities and the trauma with his father. Yeah. But then you had Todd McFarlane, who's this action artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was the start of Peter David's run. Which he didn't start introducing all those aspects to Hulk right away. Yeah. Tied in with the action of Todd McFarlane, but it did work. Yeah. For the time. And it was, it was, if Todd McFarlane had to go later in the run, it wouldn't work because his style wouldn't fit in with the internal conflict of. Yeah, but it was a good, he was good for a bridging between. He was, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, the man could actually draw a good, decent Hulk, yeah. right? Well, wow, that, uh, it just seemed to fly by, didn't it? <laughs> that was it. So, and again, quick little episodes. Yeah. Um, so right away, we'll have Bill Brandon uh, play us out. Yeah. And uh, tune in tomorrow for our Thursday comics, 12 books of Christmas, number 10. Bing, 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 bing. I got that one right. Okay. Okay, Bill. I'll, I'll screw it up tomorrow. <laughs> we'll give a shot at it. Right. Okay, Bill. 
players out of here, you you happy, happy, happy guy. Okay, Bill. One, two, three. Thank you.